Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dear Black Girl, and I'm your host, Unique. Now, last week, I ran into a little technical difficulties, which is why we're coming out with the episode one week later, but it's worth the wait. Anyway, just so you know, the very first 10 minutes of the interview is not there, so it's basically going to jump right into our guest playlist because that's the part I was trying to recover but had issues recovering. Just a little highlight, today's guest is a Hampton University alum, as well as one of the editors over at Vibe Magazine. So, dear black girl, without further ado, please meet today's guest, Shaniqua Golden. I found Marvin Gaye when I was 13 years old, Okay, right? So you gotta understand, like, I was a real, like, like, old kid <laughs> like I was real old you know what I mean like at 13 like I was listening to like Marvin and Bob and just like Donnie and I mean and NSYNC and Britney Spears too but like <laughs> like Marvin and stuff so the first time I heard Marvin Gaye's what's going on um in the beginning they say hey hey what's happening like that meant like that's what he's saying and I was like oh that sounds like they sound like they're fun. having a good time fun. right and then I heard the lyrics and I was just like I was 13 was how many years ago? I'm 32 now. Well, do the math, because I don't know how to do the math. But That's too much math. No, it is too much math. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm 28. You're 28? Yeah, I don't look so it. So 20, fuck. 20 years ago is the first time I heard Marvin Gaye's What's Going On, and 20 years ago what he said made sense. But Marvin Gaye's What's Going On came out, I want to say, like 10 or 15 years before that. 1998? Uh, sure. I don't know. It's 2018. Yeah, 1998. That's sad. That's really sad. That's really sad. Right. So when the song came out, I was like, man, this song really resonates to what's happening now. And this song was written so long ago. So Marvin Gaye's What's Going On is definitely a first one for me. How'd you discover it? I think I think I got one of those promotional. This is so, so throwback. A promotional when it has like the one record, yeah, on like the, in the magazines, uh-huh. I probably stole it from a magazine. Like you know, <laughs> get five albums for one dollar, and I was or like, hundred albums for a yeah, penny. yeah. And and I was just like, maybe I should get this Marvin Gaye one. So I was like, okay, and I listened to it, and I really just thought he was really great. So what was going on during that time for it to resonate with you? What what life? could be going on in my thirteen year old life? I don't Absolutely know. nothing. No, but a lot could be. You never know. Right, that's People real. People have some hard childhoods. childhoods. They do have hard childhoods. Uh, you know, my childhood was pretty dope, man. I can't even complain. I won't complain. But I just remember hearing him sing and just thinking, like, what was going on for him then mm-hmm. must have been really hard. And although my childhood and my uh, teenage years were easy, I was able to empathize with whatever he was trying to explain to me. As I got older, I knew he was talking about, like, civil rights and 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 just the state of the black man and and the black community period so as i got older and did my research i understood the gravity of it but when i was younger i was just like a he's a great singer and b i i understand that i am privileged to not have to to have lived what he was singing about if that makes any sense but during the 90s wasn't new york wild new york was wild in the 
parts of New York were wild. I grew up in a really good part of Queens. Okay, what part of Queens? I grew up in a part called Bayside, Queens. I know that's right. Because that's where St. John's is. So yeah, St. John's, John's like is Bayside, like, Bayside yeah. Jamaica State. Yeah. Whenever I tell people like, yeah, Jamaica State, they'd be like, what is that? Yeah, that's like, where... It's, um, it's the rich side of Jamaica. It's, it's the rich side of Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaica State is really the rich side. Um... So it was, it was, it was wilding in the nineties. It was really, um, I don't want to say it was wilding in the nineties. I wouldn't say that New York was, um, I guess New York kind of woke up mm-hmm. a little bit, but I was 13. So I wasn't out in the streets like that. You know what I mean? Like me and my friends, we were like in the crib, like TGIF, like waiting for Stefan or Kel to like show up out the, uh, the machine and be fine and like we were just <laughs> we were just hella like 13 years old you know what it was that's, like that's just what it was so um but i just i remember just loving that song song number four song number four man you really um uh you really make me do this right now <laughs> that's the whole that's the whole point right that's the whole point of the podcast song number four if i'm if i'm sticking with my childhood for the first two songs then song number four has to be It's either Brandy's Full Moon oh. or it's Brandy's um, I Want to Be Down. Pick one. You got to pick one. I got to pick one, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Brandy's I Want to Be Down. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Like, you got to understand as a young black girl, like Moesha, like Mo, like you gotta really, really understand. Like I didn't, like I had a really good childhood. I came up in a nice, you know, regular middle class family, um, and I didn't. I thankfully did not have to struggle. Mm-hmm. So when I saw episodes or television shows or heard songs of people who endured hardships, I empathized with them, but I couldn't relate to them. And it seemed as if a lot of uh, television program- programming, excuse me, or music that catered to the black experience wants to cater to that part of the black experience, with the exception of the Cosby Show and then A Different World. But when Brandy came out, Brandy was like she like that made sense to me. Moesha did Mo- Brandy Moesha like that made so much sense to me, and I thought she was so like what Moesha's was fly as hell like what and i feel like she's part of the reason a lot of black girls wanted to be journalists a part of it yeah yeah absolutely and brandy's i want to be down like it was such a it was so 90s (laughs) it was so like she took over the 90s she like like sitting in my room sitting in my room i want to be down like she was like first off she was fly because she had her own phone in her room i was just like what are you out and then, like, it was, like, the clear phone that she could see through. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, Brandy's I Want to Be Down just did it for me. Because, Brandy, because, you know, I was, I think I might have been, like, 12, 13 when that song came out. So, I was just, like, just entering my teenage years. And she might have been, like, 15, 16. So, she was a little older. So, she was a little cooler. She got to do a little bit more things that I didn't get to do. Mm-hmm. So, there was a little bit of that going on. So, Brandy's I Want to Be Down was definitely, like, definitely a thing. No, because I remember I was so in love with Brandy. Like, I remember when she did the Cinderella mm-hmm. movie. I watched that nonstop. Like, my mom had to get me the VHS. It was nonstop Shout out to watching. VHS. I still have all my VHSs. You would just have all your VHSs. And a VCR. But I watched one in my 
room at time from time to time. Because <laughs> that's like before they edited everything. When like when they made stuff digital, like they edit out all the original stuff. Right. Like I can't like you can't watch the new Lion King without that new song that I don't know in it. Right. Which pisses me off. Whatever that is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and hold oh, up, train of thought just got lost. Oh, so yeah, Moesha was like a wake up call. Like I didn't even know they had a show called um, since South Central. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I found that out on the nineties mm-hmm. on the nineties IG page, mm-hmm. and I was looking at like, yo, this show looks too real, for right? Me. <laughs> I was looking like people were watching this. This is depressing, right? I was like, all I know is Moesha, Fresh Prince, Martin, Cosby, like the. The happier side. I don't think my mom let me watch the other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't know that existed. <laughs> but I, I truly, I, yeah, I empathize. Like growing up middle class, it was a lot of stuff I didn't understand until you got older. Until I got older, like Back. especially '90s hip hop, I did not understand that growing up. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, I get it. I had two older cousins, so I was exposed to it. But it was only when I started buying my own albums and started reading the liner notes that I started mm-hmm. putting two and two together. Man, I really miss liner notes. <laughs> I do, man. Like when like like buying an album was really an experience. It was really really an experience and then being able to open up the album and see the book. See the book and the photos and 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 where something was mixed at or where something was in, like the engineer for this. Like those are those are things that I really really miss. Like if like bring back liner notes, yo. Bring back the book. <laughs> like for real. Like I like I don't I don't know why we don't do that anymore or why we don't feel the need to like like producers names need to be in like we need to know this like we need to know where this was engineered the writers the the studio it was at like I I really really loved that but I was like a nerd on that type like I had friends who just threw the book out and they just wanted to hear the CD I'd be like nah like we need sometimes the books had the lyrics right exactly remember you had to read like yes that's how you learn so you didn't have to sit there and like pause it and write the line pause it and write the exactly (laughs) that was the easiest way to learn all the songs liner notes were just so important to life they were Song number three. Song number three. Song number three would have to be. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you when your life is busy? Um, song number three. I was in love in college, right? Oh. With this with this kid that I probably shouldn't have been in love with, but that's kind of just like my life. And it was an. It's an India Ivory song. I'm looking it up right now. Please do Wait, not- is it the India uh, I'm Ready for Love? Yes. <laughs> India Ivory's I'm Ready for Love. That's- My freshman year of college. Shout out to you. That's a beautiful song. Shout out to you <laughs> because you had it ready and prepared. India Ivory's I'm Ready for Love is a gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. So beautiful. Gorgeous song. That's the most beautiful song it's I've a beautiful ever song. heard in my life. Um, and I want to share the third spot with another gorgeous song. Can I do that? Go ahead. Uh, Groove Theories. Um, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Groove Theory. Oh, my God. No. Number three will be... Um, number three will be Indie Irie. And Groove Theory, the song that I have in my mind, will be number two. But, yes. Indie Irie's I'm Ready for Love is a beautiful song. It's a gorgeous song. And when you are... When you have... 
realize that you fell in love and it slapped you in the face and you hear that song it makes so much sense and to be very honest i wasn't even like a big india i fan in college Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then i heard it and it just it it just clicked (laughs) it just really clicked now unfortunately the guy that i was in love with was not the best person to be in love with. and i'm also gonna say oh my god that's so disappointing that it's not um no that that song just was correlates to like a guy that just wasn't the best person to he wasn't he wasn't the best person but it's it's fine because you know you live and you learn um but i'm ready for love because that's where i was in my my colleges we he he and i were together freshman year and then we broke up and then sophomore year i met someone else so it's okay (laughs) but i feel like um in college well i don't know there's always that image that you meet your soulmate in college lies are college sweethearts girl i know that's a lie that's the biggest lie in the world i know that is a lie because college is oh my god college, college is, is where you're like you learn game and college is um so much college is college is a lot especially if you're going away for college a college a can lot. be a lot. It's a lot you have to you have to you're on your own there's no one telling you to go to class there's no one telling you to study for a test there's no one telling you that you should go to that party you you have to be responsible for yourself and if you now if you happen to meet somebody in college and you guys can weather all storms that come through college and you guys get married god bless you and god and god bless that union but that was not my experience and the second thing about college is like it's not like when you're in high school you just go home you don't have to deal with it nah you fucking live there You had to deal with it all the time. So, um, but, um, like, I had, you know, I had, like, little, like, I didn't have boyfriends because my mom was not letting me have a boyfriend. But I had, like, little, like, you know, whatever. when I was growing up. <laughs> um, in college was the first time I really, really fell in love um, with a kid uh, from Oakland, California. And, um, he, like, he, he just, it just was, it didn't work out. I, I wish him all the best. I haven't spoken to him in years. But the one thing that he did do for me that I will never uh, take away from him is that he introduced me to Miles Davis's Kind of Blue mm-hmm. and Thelonious Monk. And, um... He sounds soulful. He was, he, his, his musical vocabulary was crazy. Oh, and he also introduced me to Raphael Sadiq's Instant Vintage, which is an amazing, amazing, amazing album. And, um... I just I like those are the three things that I thank him for, because if I if I weren't with him, I don't know when I would have encountered Miles Davis's kind of blue and and, and everyone should encounter it at whatever stage in life you're in. Um, But I'm ready for love was just it kind of it kind of just encapsulated where I was with him my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's just where I was. So why did that end in majority? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can call it that. <laughs> Being so young and whew, yeah. young, dumb, and love. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so how did you come across that song? My roommate, my, co- my, my freshman year college roommate, she was playing it. Okay. And then I remember listening to the lyrics one time, and I was just like, like this is kind of how I feel. This is kind of really how I feel. I think I I was surfing YouTube because uh, I danced in um, college, so I was trying to like come up with choreography for I don't know what because I I know I couldn't use it for um, praise dancing choreography, so I can't remember what exactly I was 
trying to come up with a choreography for. <laughs> not using nobody's India Ivory. I'm ready for local prank dancing. You tried it. <laughs> I know, so I can't remember exactly what it was for at all. But I was just going through stuff, and then I was like, I was just looking for songs, and that's when Frostwire and LimeWire and all that was popping. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like downloading Mad Music, and I was like, oh, what is this? Clicked on it, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Gorgeous. Let's see if I can make something to this. It's just, it's just so. It's like it, it feels like a sunny day. Mm-hmm. That's what that song feels like. A sunny day. Another song. A song. Another song that makes me feel that way is um, Erica Badu's Green Eyes. I got introduced to that in college too. Cause I was just that Mama's Gun is like, uh, like also an album that you need to be introduced to, and and but you need to be introduced to that album at different stages in your life. Yeah. Because where you are, you receive it differently. Mama's Gun is absolutely. I'll never forget, like, being in one of my friends from D.C.'s room, and I think there was, like, mad beer cans. I did not drink beer, so I was upset, but they all drank beer. And this lady on the couch, she's like, yeah, this is a 10-minute song. And she had, like, this whole bohemian vibe, and she played the song. And I was sitting there, this stuff, my eyes are green. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is this? And it kept going, and I was like, oh, this is crazy mm-hmm. so many emotions <laughs> and then like as i got older because i what, I was like 18 when that happened by the time i got in my 20s I was like yeah i felt every single one of those emotions right <laughs> right i was like when life happens life when life happens I was like that's just life in the song still my favorite song to this day <laughs> song number two song number two is um and i'm so nervous to even tell people that this is my like my second favorite song in the whole wide world, but it is. It's um, Helen's Kiss of Life. Um, I don't, like, like, everybody, everybody swears Sade is their wife, Mm -hmm. but, like, Sade is really my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everybody swears, like, nah, Sade is really my wife. Sade's Kiss of Life, that feels like, to me, that feels like, like it like the sun is about to set after it just stopped raining and you walked under a tree and a little bit of the rain droplets fell on you mm-hmm. but it was okay Aww. you know what i mean like that sade's kiss of life is it just it just feels like it feels like sunday morning sometimes it feels like like it just i don't I don't really even know how to explain it. I don't really know how to explain it. Like there have been only a few times in my life where someone has kissed me and it's and it's awakened me. And when I listen to Sade's Kiss of Life, it reminds me of those few times. Oh, that's so beautiful. Sade's Kiss of Life is just it's so great. And and it's and it's not a it's not a sad song. It's not it's like a mid tempo song, um, but I try not to listen to it too much because I don't want that feeling to be eroded away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but just it, I just I I can go on and on and on about how much Sade means to me and how much she means to the music industry. But Sade's "Kiss of Life" just it just. And I'm a writer, and I'm supposed to be good with words, and I don't have anything to describe <laughs> what it does for me. But I just love it. What was your introduction song to Sade? Cherish the Day was my introduction song to Sade. Mine was Pearls. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to cry when right. I heard that song. Right. I think it was in high school and my teacher played it for us. Why would your teacher do that? It was a dance class. Okay. I'm not <laughs> like, I know, sir. Like, no. It, we were in dance class, like, seventh period. She's like, yeah, go perform this for recital. And I listened to it. I was like, this is so sad. Yeah. So beautiful. And especially the hallelujahs. And at, at that point, I was like, oh, I love her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess with pearls, you realize that sad things can also be beautiful. Yes. Yeah. So simple. Um, and I think one of the reasons why um, I cherish, I think one of the reasons why we all cherish Sade is because she, can't nobody rush her. She might not ever make music ever again. She and and I hope I hope I hope that's not <laughs> the case. But Sade might never ever make another record ever again, and we will savor what she has given us. And I think in today's um, climate, in today's um, now 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 it's arena, hard to do that. it's hard to still have a loyal fan base. They're only th- Sade has one, and 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 um, Maxwell too. You know, Maxwell can go off for seven years and live and then come back. And everyone go crazy. And everyone go crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but Sade and Maxwell both worked with Stuart Matthewson. Matthewson, I believe is his last name. Forgive me if I'm, you know, pronouncing it incorrectly. But, like, Sade might not ever make another record ever again in her life. And we will and we will cherish and savor and hold on to and, and protect the music that she has given us. And I think because of that, it aids in our love for her. And it aids in how well the music has aged. Because it hasn't aged. You know what I mean? It's still very fresh and new. And it's still a new experience when you hear it. Um, so Sade's Kiss of Life is just just like a favorite. <laughs> Song number one. Okay, y'all. <laughs> All right. Like, okay, let me like. So I am. How do I say? How do I explain this? Um. I hate everybody. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, no, no. Like, like we work in this industry, and, and I'm sure your inbox is flooded with publicists. Like, yo, new hot artist, new hot this, da, 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 da. I don't answer. I don't answer. No. I have two emails. I have two emails. Like, I have the personal emails. Like, that's the one I emailed you. you yeah, yeah, The personal that's, email. And then I had the email that everybody has. And I only go there for certain people's names. Right. Yeah. But publicists, new hot artists, new da 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 and this new person come through, the, and, and nine times out of ten, they're all whack, and they all sound the same. Right? Yes. So I hate everybody. So I, I, tend to, I tend to find artists later in life. But the best way for me to even become a fan of your music is for me to find you. Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't tell me about them. Because the minute you tell me about them, I'm just going to think they're whack. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you can't tell me about it. Like, I have to find you. Like, that's how it works for me. And um, I created a list, a playlist on my streaming service that I use. Can I tell say the streaming service? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I use Title. Okay. Well, I use all of them. I got Title, Spotify, and Apple. I use Title. So um, I created a, a playlist, and I was this, the playlist is called uh, Ugly Face Music. <laughs> It's the music you hear. But your but your heart's and broken it, and you're just crying. It's the music you hear and your face is just so ugly. But you know the uglier your face is, the doper the beat is or the oh, doper okay. the bass line is, that right? One. So that's why I call it ugly face music. Okay. So I, I went on Facebook and I was like, hey, if you guys can recommend some songs. And uh, this this girl, she recommended Give Me Your Love, Give Me Your Love by Alabama Shakes. I never heard that one. Listen to me. <laughs> Listen to me. Like I'm not like I could I could really start crying right now if I tell you about it. So Alabama Shakes is a, a group from Athens, Alabama. 
Um, they, and um, the lead singer, her name is Brittany Howard, and she is literally my wife. Like <laughs> Brittany Howard is my wife, and the song "Give Me All Your Love." I kind of want you to hear it now, but it's it's she's she's screaming, "Give me all your love!" But the way she sings it, it's like she's she's begging you to give me all your love. And she's also demanding it because she's begging you for it, but she also knows that she's worth it. So you should give it to her. And I've described other songs on this list, but no one has pierced me musically like Brittany Howard did the first time I heard her sing, Give Me All Your Love. And that's kind of how I feel. And that, like, that's how I am romantically. Like, that's how I am in a relationship. I've, I have. I have begged the men that I've loved to love me the way I need to be loved. And even if I didn't know how to articulate it, I felt like I was worthy of it. So I mm-hmm. demanded it at the same time. And then they have in the song, um, they take this break. And it's not a break. It's, it's not that it's silent. But they, they go into this, you know, the, the drums start going and, and, and Britney's on the guitar and just all these it's such a if you who I am romantically is that song. Oh. Who I am romantically is give me all your love. Like I'm I'm begging you to please and I'm demanding it because I'm worth it at the same time. And um I listen to Alabama Shakes every day. <laughs> their uh their first album Boys and Girls. I think it's Girls and Boys. Boys and Girls amazing. Sound and color amazing but I listen to them every day and I like I tear up at my desk listening to give me all your love and I think the reason why I feel that way is because um well that's how I felt about a boy (laughs) (laughs) and how does that go oh he doesn't feel the same oh those are the worst yeah they are but it's fine I remember I was having a um, conversation with one of my friends about how you come to realize the more you date, how selfish men actually Girl, are. We're not even going to go there. We're having a good conversation. <laughs> uh, not all men. Not, not all. all of them. And it's like, it's not their, and, and some of them that are, they're not all purposely selfish. It, they don't understand, they don't know that what they are doing gives that off. And yeah. it's, it's so hard. It's so weird. It's not weird, but it's just like, yeah, girl. But, um, <laughs> but, Brit. Alabama Shakes, Give Me All Your Love, Brittany Howard. She's, uh, she's just, she's. I'm going to have to listen to that after this. Yes, yes. <laughs> you have to listen to it after this at loud volumes. Um, We can listen to it together. Okay. So, so we can cry together. But, <laughs> no, I'm very serious. But, like, like that's that's how I feel. That's how I feel. That That's how I feel. You know, I, I think it's very, um, I think it's really important that, you you connect with people and and it's really hard it's very hard it's really it's hard to connect with people and 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 get beneath i guess the epidermis of things you know and uh that song it just it it has impaled me it has. It has impaled me emotionally and musically. And every time I listen to it, every time, that's just how I feel. 
But how have you been able to balance like your regular life? I don't balance anything. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't balance anything. There is no, no thing. There's no balance. There is no balance. Do you feel like there needs to be? The best of us all fall short. There, the best of us do. There's probably a a woman or a man out there who has a loving family and beautiful kids, and they will look back on their life and say, "Man, I don't, I, I didn't really like go hard in my career," and they and they and they feel like they missed an opportunity to do so. And then there's somebody who has a wonderful career and doesn't have anything to share it with. There's somebody who probably has their finances in order and probably has a beautiful house and and you know they're not work, they're not you know they're they're their tax return ain't going to be the, the highlight of their year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of like they don't have any friends. We all fall short in some some way, shape, or form. I don't believe in balance. I believe that you just try. And some days you're going to nail it. And some days it's just going to be like, all right, you know what? Let me start over. But I don't believe that um, I haven't achieved balance. I don't, my friends haven't achieved balance. Because I, f- I feel like it can be impossible because – trying to have that career but at the same time like a personal life like you you can't concentrate on both it's it's hard it's really hard and i also think living in new york city doesn't make it easier i think there are there are like i have friends who bought a home at 24 why but they don't live here and they don't live here they don't live here my cousin she's 28 years old and she um she has she's married and she has a beautiful house in connecticut but she lives in connecticut you know what i mean and this is kind of like what's important to me do i want to have a house or do i want to have a career she wants a house, so she has a house, and good for her. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I I don't balance is just not something that I have. Well, what kind of woman would you define yourself as? What kind of woman would I define myself as? Yes. Well, I'm not a nice person. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not a nice person. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not nice. Um, but I'm not rude either, if that makes sense. I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not nice. I'm not out here like, hey, and I'm not rude, but I'm like in the middle, if that makes sense. What kind of woman would I define myself as? I don't know. Like, if there's a de- definition of you in Webster Dictionary, what would it say? Um, come back later. <laughs> come back later. <laughs> um, try again. <laughs> To be continued. I don't know, man. I'm just. I feel like I. I don't know. That's a really great question. That's a really difficult <laughs> question too. I get really overwhelmed when people want to hang out with me. So do I. I get really overwhelmed because <laughs> I don't know what to do. I want you to have fun. And no, no, I'm... no. I don't get overwhelmed because I, I care oh, about really? their feelings. I get overwhelmed because I like. I just question like why, and not why. And I feel like you have ulterior motives, but why do you want to hang out with me? And it's not it's not like I'm thinking like you trying to take some from me or anything like I don't believe the world is against me, but I just get like really like you wanna hang out with me? Like I'm always really, 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 really shocked and surprised. Why is that? I have no idea. I'm always shocked. Always like But what? you you should feel like like what? Like um a friend of mine invited me out to her party and I was like, Man, not like we're not like friends yet. We're gonna be like great friends. Um <laughs> but she invited me. Uh, Scotty, you know Scotty? Yeah, Scotty. Scotty. used to work here. Ah, oh, hello, hello. Hi, hello. <laughs> hello. Scotty invited me to her party. <laughs> and I was like, man, Scotty invited me to her party. Like, she wants me to be there? Wow, really? Like, I just get really, like, I just get, I'm just surprised when people want to hang out with me. So I guess uh, to define the kind of woman I am, it's just like, I don't know if I can do that. I, how much more time do we have left? We have. 
however much time. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give you an answer in like a little bit. <laughs> I promise. I will. Oh, okay, I understand. Like for me, I don't know. I just get overwhelmed because maybe it's like the whole southern aspect. I was like, When's your birthday? I'm a cancer. July oh, that's 11th. why. See, that's why you care about people's feelings. Yes, yeah, I no. Do. See, I don't. It's, what are you? I'm a Gemini. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I really do care. Like, oh, are you having fun? Just on the other. Mm-hmm. Consider it. Because I'm just like. Oh, you're so know. nice. You're a great person. Aww. You're great. I can see it. Thank you. I try. It'd be a struggle. People be testing me. <laughs> 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 it is so hard because it is like, yeah. I, sh- I try not to let people take me out of my character. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. My ex-boyfriend used to say that to me. <laughs> he did. Don't let people take you out of your character. Don't let people take you out of your character. It's, it's, it's tough. It's one of those, you can just, you, the whole niceness just goes away. You black out. You get, like, whenever it gets to the shaky, frustrated, mm-hmm. and you start to cry, I'm yeah. like, mm. And just be that mad? I don't like those type of mads at all. I think that happened like twice. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no one's worth that. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, because it messes up your space. It messes up your energy and your space. And, and it's hard to wash off throughout the day. Yeah, and then you're going to go back and think, like, why did I let that person, like, just take me there? Fights the air. Fights mm-hmm. the air. And you just look and it's like, you know what? F it, just walk away. Like, fuck it, it's not that serious. Just walk away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't do it. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is how I feel. Um, so what's one of the things you're working to achieve? <laughs> Great question. I know that's hard. Because you have to think about everything you're doing in life. Like, what's the point of everything? What am I working to achieve? Uh, I got to, you know I'm trying to get to a, a place where I don't think that constant output of product means work or means creativity or means that I'm like I'm hustling like like this is generation that we believe like you know grind like no Not sleep stop. like 24/7 and and I really think that people don't understand that rest aids in the creative process it helps you to refresh it helps you to really realize the errors you made while you were trying to get something done like the constant output it's not necessary um the constant having to update your instagram it's also not necessary um and and i say that knowing that that some people find people via instagram uh, brands reach out via instagram i get it but like I'm really trying to, in 2018, like, to live in real life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense? Like, yes. like live in real life. Like, that's what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, there, you know, there's a there's this, you know, this theory, like, it's not real unless it's on Instagram. You know what I mean? <laughs> or it didn't happen. It didn't happen on social media. Like, right. And I'm, I'm just really trying to live in, in real life. Like, that's what I'm really trying to do. And um, so that's, I think that's what I'm working to achieve this year. Um, I also... You know, everyone talks about self-care and self-love and you have to, like, love yourself and, you know, fall in love. And, yeah, I mean, but so here's here's the flip side to this. Loving yourself doesn't mean that you don't want to be loved also. And it doesn't mean that you're weak because you want to be loved. You know what I mean? When I like that's not how this works. Like. I I just don't like it doesn't make sense to me. Like 
loving yourself means taking care of yourself loving yourself means respecting yourself and being smart enough to realize that this person doesn't respect you so let me leave but that doesn't mean that you are an island that doesn't mean that you don't that you don't want someone to love you that doesn't mean that it like you're weak because you're lonely like that that that's not how that works um and i think i'm trying to allow myself to unlearn that to unlearn that yeah Shaniqua you love yourself but yeah you also want someone to hold your hand too like yeah Shaniqua you love yourself and you also want someone to hug you too um and I think that is something that we as black women don't talk about like we really have taken the self part to like new heights like self and 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 great you have to love yourself but you also like have to you, you want to be loved you want well. to be loved you 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 know i say this all the time water those that water you you know what i mean and and you need to be watered as well so that's something that i also want to learn in 2018 i also want to learn how to uh not get so overwhelmed grammy week is coming up next week it's going to be here <laughs> it's going to be here in new york city girl which means the l train is already not working <laughs> The, the L, L train's never been working. The L train's already not working, girl. I had girl. to move off of that train. Right. <laughs> um, and I got a lot of things coming up for that. Grammy week is really like Grammy weekend. You yeah, know it's all it, of three days. It's all of like 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 the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, you the know? mad stuff is happening. But all kinds of stuff is happening. So I'm just trying to not let myself get overwhelmed as well. Um, yeah. So did you think of a definition yet? I, I can't define myself. I can just list off characteristics of who I am. Okay. Uh, I'm not nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not nice. I'm selfish. I'm rigid. Um, but I'm warm. Uh, I'm no nonsense. But I'm loyal. Um, when I love you, I love you. My love has muscles. But my love is conditional. D- like... That whole unconditional. That whole no, 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 no. I'm not here for that shit. Like my my love is very conditional. You disrespect me, you hurt me, you 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 hurt someone close to me. I I remove myself. Um. I'm not very forgiving. Oh, I'm not that either. I need to learn. I'm trying I'm not, to get better at that. I'm not very forgiving, but I am open to new people. Like I'm more open to new people than giving old people second chances. If that makes sense. Oh, like, but even when it comes to forgiving, it's not even to give us people second chance. I'm just terrible at forgiving. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like a very just... forgiving person. Um. Yeah, and I guess that's it. Like, some people think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> some people think I'm funny. Some people. I'm a writer. I'm a daughter. I'm a big sister. I'm a friend. You have a younger brother, or younger sister. Younger brother. So do I. But my younger brother is kind of like my big brother. My little brother wishes he was my big brother. My younger brother's really, really smart. Mm-hmm. He just has more common sense than I do. My little brother has none. My little brother is just like he's taller than me. That's all he got on me. My little brother is like really great. Um, yeah, and, and that's kind of what it is. So, what would your legacy be, girl? What? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> These are the questions that every girl that comes through. Dear black girl has the answer because they're important. What's my legacy going to be? What do you want it to be? Or what do you want it to read off when everything's said and done? Career, life, whatever. 
because that's what you're working towards. When even though you fail to see it, people fail to see it. That's what you're working towards. When it's all said and done, this was your legacy. And what do you envision that being? I just I, like like I said, water those who water you. You know what I mean? Like, make sure your soil is 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 watered, and make sure that you are watering other people's soil. That's that's all I can. Um, that's all I can really say. That's really the most important right now. Um, yeah. So before we go, you have to give a dear black girl open letter. Are you gonna wing this? Everyone wings this, so it's fine. I've winged this entire conversation, <laughs> y'all. So this is bad. I'm so sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, a dear black girl letter. Yeah. So to who? To black girls. Duh, girl. Dear black girl, this open letter is for all the Shaniquas, Tanishas, and Keishas of the world. Your name might not roll off the tongues of employers very easily, and you might be told because of your name that you can only do one thing. But if you recall, a skinny man with big ears from Chicago with a weird name held up residence for eight years at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. If you recall, a little black girl from the South who was raped at a young age went on to become a philanthropist and a host of the Oprah Winfrey Show for 25 years, and those are just two things that she did with a very weird name. I do not want you to feel like because you're not a Kate or a Linda or a Lori or a Samantha that you are less than that you can't make it, that you can't do it, you can. Your name is bigger, and that means your ambitions should be bigger too. Your name is stronger, and that means you can be stronger too. You are a black girl. It was your ancestors who taught themselves how to read by candlelight, so there is nothing you can't do. So dear black girls far and wide, Shaniquas, Keishas, and everyone else, you can and you will. Love, Chin Chin. <laughs>